If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with the two biggest queers on the planet. Damler. <laughs> and Elliot, yeah. How's it going? I mean, <laughs> it's going good, baby. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing doing all right. Having fun. Having fun time. Yeah. yeah. Goofy, silly, hot girl chat, as always, coming right in your ears. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to... Anyway, um, but yeah, you're right. You're right. I I am. I'm 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 good. Uh, I in, enjoyed maybe the Eurovision Song Contest last night. Um, not something I usually do, but spent it with friends. Um, fun way to spend a, a hot Saturday. But then I always have hot Saturdays because it's me. You do. Yeah. Yep. You do. <laughs> what about you? You do. How are you doing? Um, I'm all right. I'm reading a really depressing book at the moment called A Little Life. Yes. I am mentally unwell. Why do I hate myself so much? Who knows? But there we are. Um, but no, I'm good. We have a lot to get through in this first section because we have some fun satellite five to get through, even, it may, even though it's a little bit late for everyone else. Yeah. It's fresh for us. It's fresh, yeah. And it's our podcast. It's fresh for us. You know. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So but before we get into any of that, Elliot, what have we got, babe? Three mails. Hey. Yeah, hello, email caller. What's going on? How you doing? Hope you're all hey. well. You, I like your shirt. So, we have uh first email here from Magda. Magda goes by she, they. And they say, hello, Damler and Elliot. Greetings from all the way across the pond in America. Oh. I discovered your podcast on TikTok and have been listening to it non-stop ever since. It's great to listen to when I'm walking around campus or working on artwork for uni. I'm so excited to hear more episodes, recaps. Since Elliot is fond of fun facts, I am, I really am, I wanted to share one of my favourites with you. 
which I personally feel is hilarious. During Series 1 and Series 2, they use the exact same shot of an elevator shaft almost every time anyone uses an elevator played backwards or forwards. I, mean, I know exactly what you mean, that kind of weird, like, high angle yep. of, like, the... Yeah. Yep. Um, one example I can think of, yes, is the disinfectant uh, elevator scene in New Earth. Look forward to hearing more from you on the pod and uh, whenever you get around to reading my email. I give you air from my lungs, Magda. So, two things, Magda. One, I appreciate that you put lift in brackets next to elevator, just in case we didn't know, but I'm saying elevator because, you know, you're American. It's good. We're here. We're not... You know, we're not we're not weird we're not weird about uh you know the differences in transatlantic languages. Secondly, apologies. Um, I wear this. You know, I mean, this wasn't sent too long ago. We did have some uh, emails that we found recently that have made our way uh, through to our spam folder, so we'll be checking that a lot more now. Um, so if anybody thinks that I sent the email ages ago, it might have just wound its way up into our spam. So we do apologize. So sorry for the delay there, Magda. But good content, good facts. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Magda. I love that name, by the way. Very, very, very. Um, I, I can imagine reading it in a book. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or out on a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Magda. Good luck at uni. Next email here is from Georgie. Yes, because I think we started talking about this because I was like, I have a friend called Georgie. Let's just listen to the podcast. Um, yeah. So different Georgie. But Georgie says, Hi, Elliot and Damla. Georgie here. I hope you're both doing well. Just wanted to drop an email to tell you both how much I love podcast and as i told you on instagram it's become part of my gym routine i'm so glad i found your podcast which my boyfriend actually told me about he has no clue about doctor who but knows the slitheen get gooped uh, his words not mine by vinegar <laughs> i used to watch doctor who when i was really young with my dad he's sadly no longer with us so the show offered me lots of comfort growing up without him as it still does it really pleases me to say this comfort is now extended to listening to you both discuss my favorite show weekly you both make me laugh so much i absolutely love the podcast it's a highlight of my day when i listen to it i hope you both had a lovely easter and hopefully speak to you soon lots of love georgie P.S. Uh, I have a drawing I've been working on some Doctor Who monsters, Grask, Dejun, etc. I'll send you a picture when it's completed. Please do. Please do. Still waiting. Please do. Still waiting on that. It's almost been a month, Georgie. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come, come on, come on, Georgie. Actually, what are you doing, Georgie? It's been come just on. over a month. Come on. Give me the picture. <laughs> come on. Um, no, but thank you for that lovely, lovely email. I'm so, again, these kind of emails are the reason why we love doing what we do and like it just gives us more motivation to carry on and like do the best job that we can because we want to be a cute little safe space for everyone and a silly hot girl time, you know, is that even making sense? A silly hot girl time, just silly hot girl chats as always, like I said, but thank you for sharing that with us. It was really lovely. Thank you. If you're not a hot girl, you can't listen to this, but also the fact that you listen to this makes you a hot girl. So exactly. So we have a final email here to complete email corner this evening from Anne. And Anne says, greetings, fellow bifolk. I just discovered your podcast yesterday. I listened to it all day at work. I had to, um, I had to since my colleague puts Radio 2 on way too loud and I can't concentrate enough to read a team's <laughs> message. Go, yeah, never, you never want to listen to Radio 2. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, Sorry, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> anyway, in episode 3 of The End of the World, when Danla brings up Cassandra being trans, uh, brings such a new layer to everything for me. It never even crossed my mind. Um... Obviously, when I was a kid, trans people uh, didn't have nearly as much representation as they do now. I mean, even though we're still working on it, you know, it's still threadbare. Um, but the more recently I've rewatched it, I always just interpret the line as testament to how far removed she was from her current humanity, or that the word uh, girl had been lost or forgotten, or the term boy changed meaning. I just put it in the same category as her not having a clue about Earth history or things like ostriches or iPods. So I just want to say thank you for a brilliant podcast and opening my eyes to layers I had never considered before. I'll now rewatch back through everything and look for things through a purposely queer lens. Big love, Anne, with hearts making the bisexual colours, which I appreciate. Oh, first of all, I love being greeted as bi folk. That's very... It's all we are. Very... Yeah, it's it's all we are it's all we will ever be and all we want to be um no what a lovely lovely email and i'm so glad that like because a few people have said that there's a thing to be brought up in podcasts that people haven't realized before and that's you know it's i feel like it's always that's kind of what it's about as well isn't it is like discovering new meanings like a lot of people again again i think this is our legacy elliot is people realizing how problematic the girl in the fireplace is because of what we've said not that we're the only people that have said it you know what i mean but like being being a Public facing scrutiny for our opinions about how terrible and problematic we get the fireplaces. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. But that's our know, truth, you know. Always, you know, always find find your own meaning, find your own path. But 
if we are some kind of bizarre gateway to maybe looking at things through a queer lens, which is just kind of what we like doing, then, you know, we encourage that fully. Absolutely. Doctor Who gets ten times more enjoyable when you look at everything through the lens of being a big fucking gay. <laughs> yep, agreed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? That was Three Mile Corner. I've been email Elliot, which is different from regular Elliot. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally different. So I'm going to retreat back into my box now. Hi, Elliot. You all right? You know, Elliot, you good? <laughs> yeah, God, I'd say if it's like the, uh, yeah, the, the canteen downstairs really doesn't serve good enough coffee when uh, I'm waiting for that segment to be over and done with. But, you know, I'm back now. So... Well, now we need satellite five, Elliot. So you're gonna have to fuck oh, off again. God, Come on, okay. right? Hello, satellite five, Elliot. What's going on? I got a different voice <laughs> for some reason. Even though that's never happened before. <laughs> Can you tell we're tired? <laughs> I'm doing a box of characters. Oh no! <laughs> right, let's go satellite five. Satellite five. We are the news. Now, now the, the time this episode's come out, right, the trailer at the end of Eurovision for the 60th has already come out by the time you record, we're, you know, it's coming out. No, hold on, words. By the time this episode's coming out, it's going to be have been at least a week or two. We would have just seen it the night before. So it's fresh in our minds and we do want to address it. We want to talk about it. So... There was, we're going to keep, we have some things to say, okay? Like we always do, because, you know, it's a fucking podcast. Um, we always have something to say because it's our fucking podcast. It's a podcast, and that's what we have to do. We have to say things, otherwise it would just be this. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, right, okay, so. <laughs> right, basically, yeah, right, right? Okay. so, so basically, yeah. the trailer, <laughs> my entire language spectrum um the episode titles were released in this trailer which i think is a really cool way i, I mean i love new tr structures within trailers and like promotional stuff because that's my area of interest mm -hmm. um and it revealed a few things one the titles but also we're getting i think we're getting the old vortex back by the looks of it unless they're just using it as a design it's very choice. confusing because i sort of took it as red as maybe for the specials they are doing like the vortex just to sort of you know, like like the three episodes are going to just basically be like Tenth Doctor adventures, like Vortex, Companions, you know, things like that, which I wouldn't have a problem with. But there is some speculation about someone commented on uh, Russell's Instagram post saying that they loved the the Vortex or loved seeing the Vortex back. Mm. And he said, oh, that's just the old Vortex. But I can see that two ways. I can see that being, oh, that's just the old Vortex. There's going to be a new one for the specials. Like, you know, it's just there for the trailer. Mm. Or I can see him being like, yeah, oh, you don't have to be so nice about it. It's just the old Vortex. You know, I, the, we've not done anything new. You know, it's just the old one. Don't worry about it. And I can't, I think I fall more in the camp of him just going, oh, you're sweet, but it's just the old Vortex, rather than him saying, you know, oh, no, it's it's old. Don't worry about it. There's going to be a new one. Like, I mean, of course, there will be a new one for Shooty Gatwa at the very least. But, like, I think for the specials, they might just use, they might even use the old theme, to be honest. They might do. Like for the for the specials, which again for the three festivals I won't have a problem with for the three yeah. specials I won't have a problem with that. But yeah, so we got the three titles with the vortex behind it, and the three titles are as follows. Are you ready? Are you ready? Special one, the Star Beast. Uh, we're just getting a full full fledged adaptation of the comic book. Beep the beep. Very excited. Yeah. Special two is called Wild Blue Yonder. Mm. Yeah. The one that we've seen nothing for, except for like two shots now. Yeah. And that is it. The one that was filmed mostly inside and yeah. we don't know anything about. Special three, which is my favourite title of all of it, is The Giggle. Amazing. I can't. Like, you know, people say like, oh, that's the gag. That's the tea. That's the <laughs> thing. I'm like, that's the giggle. That's the giggle. That's actually the giggle. Um, so... So, um, yeah, no, it's a fun trailer. We've got some new clips in there. Again, doesn't give much away. The best bits were like when 14 is in the TARDIS in a room we've not seen before. Very cool. Um, David looks so good. I mean, when does when does David Tennant not look good? But my God, 
father is fathering. <laughs> yeah, he's being very, uh, yeah, being very serious. Um, yeah, I, I like him with him with Rose. It seems like a fun little dynamic. Oh yeah, sorry for a second. You said Rose, and I was like, I did not see Billy Piper in yeah. this. I would remember that. Yasmin but you mean Finney. Rose is yeah. in Yasmin Finney? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, love that. And then we get more beep the meep content. And my favorite thing is Donna going, "What the hell is that?" that amazing, <laughs> inspired, just truly gorgeous, gorgeous. E. T. E. Homage with more warp from Donna. Very fun. Um, I just think it's really cool because it's obvious that Yasmin Finney's Rose is hiding Beep the Meep in her little like shed or something, her own little room that she has, like or her treehouse or something. I think that's really cute. I think um, you know someone someone's kind of rough estimation of where it might go, which I think is quite interesting. And again, this is not like no one actually knows any of this stuff, right? But sort of if you wanted to piece things together, it might be that like um. 14 lands doesn't really know who he is and is a bit sort of confused but then like get you know bumps into Yasmin Finney as Rose they see that like yeah pod crashing um Mm -hmm. or you know or or she's already seen the pod crash you know and that's like something else they're looking at but that he's investigating alien readings and is interested in beating the meep and obviously he's kind of interested already in following Rose goes to her house and doesn't realize that that it's Donna's that, that it's Donna's family yeah and that's kind of where you get all of the skinny man stuff coming yeah. from. Yeah. I'm I'm so beyond excited. But as always, with anything good that's uh, brought out into the Doctor Who universe, people have to ruin it, as always. Um, so cue the rant section of this podcast. We don't really like to rant too much, but we're going to today because it's f- fucking, oh God. But more so, oh my God. more so than ever, the finger is curling on the monkey's paw of being a Doctor Who fan. You get... You get fed, but at what cost? Having to engage yeah. with absolute tools. It's so <laughs> funny to me, right? Because on a on a serious one, it's like literally they could say the most amazing thing in the world. Like literally, they could be like, in the sixtieth, we're getting Matt Smith, we're getting Peter Capaldi, we're getting Jody, we're getting David, we're getting all the fucking doctors in one room or something like that. Like something incredible, and someone would go, "I fucking hate that," and it's like. Is there no pleasing any of you? Is there no pleasing the fucking Doctor Who fandom? There isn't. The answer is no. Um, like the you know, and it's like the uh, there's either there's like the people who are annoyed that there's not enough of their era being represented. So eleven, uh-huh. twelve, thirteen fans. Um, there are people who are annoyed that there's not enough classic Doctor Who being represented. Which I mean, I I think I think the the kind of way they seem to be going about the classic Doctor Who references is like the best way possible where like you know I don't want to you know because I love classic Doctor Who but the audience for it now just doesn't really exist um but also did you not watch the power of the doctor yeah hello yeah like but that's the thing as well I feel like you've kind of been they're kind of been trapped in an annoying box by power of the doctor already doing a lot of anniversary stuff um but also, like I said, I just don't think, you know, I think the best way to go about it is instead of just doing Power of the Doctor again, where you just wheel all the Doctors out now, but they're old, um, you just reference loads of cool stuff, because mm-hmm. there's no other way of doing it. You know, I mean, Beat the Meep is from, like, a fourth Doctor comic from yonks ago. I mean, they're probably going to be doing Celestial Toymaker stuff. Um, I mean, Ross T. said they're going to be referencing Marvik Chen, which is so, like, you know, like, that's such a deep cut. But I don't know what these people want. I think what these people want is just... Their classic series back, which I mean, look, classic series good. I love it, but also culturally in the zeitgeist, Doctor Who's kind of two thousand five onwards. Um, yeah, the audience for this are only going to really care about that. And I just think you know you risk alienating and kind of you know if you're like, oh, this special is going to be led by Colin Baker. Loads of people, I don't really understand what's going on. It's you know, you might not like it, but it kind of just is what it is, you know. It just upsets me because it's like everyone has allowed to have their own opinion. Of course they are. Um, but it's like, and also you're never going to please everyone. That's just a fact of life. Do you know what I mean? Unfortunately, though, Doctor Who fans seem to not, not all Doctor Who fans, obviously, <laughs> obviously not. People like us who are relatively, you know, just enjoying the ride and having fun. Well, you know about on this podcast, we like having fun. Yeah, like I, hell. I just, like, I don't. Care. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't. There's areas of the show I don't care about. But if the 60th anniversary special was 
I don't know, say it was it was only Matt Smith who wanted return, to return, right? Say if it was if it was Stephen Moffat and uh, Matt Smith and Karen Gillan having that text exchange rather than Rossi Davis and David Tennant and Catherine Tate having that text exchange, I would be like, I wouldn't be as internally hyped as I am, but I also wouldn't, I wouldn't be going, oh, it should be this, it should be that, because I don't, I don't care. It's new content, it's cool stuff. I'm excited to watch it because it's new Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm being treated to new like Doctor if Who. you. If you were to ask me, damn lot, in your ideal situation, what would you want the 60th to involve? I would have wanted Jodie to be part of the 60th with David's Doctor in some weird regeneration, error gone wrong situation. That's what I would have loved because I think having a female Doctor at the helm of a 60th anniversary would literally just be so incredible and so like like so in- insanely amazing with David in there and then whatever else is going to happen with all of these storylines. That would be what I would want. But that's not what we're getting, and that's fine because you know what? I just I'm glad that my TV show that I love and it's literally the biggest part of my, one of the biggest parts of my life is getting such a massive celebration. I think it's kind of almost like just be grateful for what we're getting. Fuck me. I mean, Jesus. Like, and also to be really honest with you, sorry, some people are not going to like what I'm going to say, but like most of this discourse is happening around the episode titles at the minute. Mm. Is it that deep? Is the question. The answer is absolutely not because it's a fucking title. Like I was talking to Elliot about this before we recorded and I said, you know, one of my personal favorite episodes ever is Blink, right? I think a better episode title would have been The Weeping Angel or The Weeping Angels because that's like at the time we were like, what is that? We don't know what that is, but they went with Blink, you know? Just because something got a bad title, in my opinion, doesn't mean it's a bad episode. Like, grow up. Wake up! Smell yeah. the, don't go touch some grass, please, God. But yeah, and the idea that you know, because it's it because fourteen will be regenerating at the end of the story. I know, you know, the beginning of special three. No idea that it's going to inherently be like it has to be epic, and a showdown is just so like I'm sorry. This is where my hatred for modern Doctor Who fans comes in <laughs> because like not everything has to be Stephen Moffat. 10 story arc build-ups to frankly very disappointing payoffs of like the doctor fighting an army with a sonic screwdriver like that's not that's not what that has to be and i just think it's very funny that people think it has to have some kind of massive epic title for it to be seen as a regeneration story first of all i don't even view it as a proper regeneration story because it's 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 the last part in a series of specials with a kind of weird you know not quite proper doctor before we get 15 um and also it could be like the best episode of the show I mean, you don't know. Like, you could watch it, but that is literally the perfect episode of the show. Who cares if it's called The Giggle? But there's loads of people that are just trying to cope by being like, oh, it's probably just a placeholder. It's probably just a placeholder. Even if it's a placeholder, just get the fuck over yourself. It doesn't matter. If you were going to deep it that much and think about the title and think that's some indication of quality and you're going to get upset and entitled about it, stop watching the fucking show. Yeah, literally. (laughs) The episode hasn't come out yet. Your opinion means nothing yet because it's not actually out and it's not a thing that you can have an opinion on yet because it's not there, you know? But, <laughs> like... Yeah, so, um, but yeah, also just um, stop stop spoiling things for people, yeah, because uh, Doctor Who yeah. fans can't wait yeah. like eight hours for a trailer and those episode titles were leaked and like, you know, I don't go looking for leaks but I should be able to open my Twitter feed without people just tweeting them. Um, yeah. So at yeah, the moment when exactly, I watched the trailer yeah. I felt a massive sense of disappointment because it was 30 seconds and the main draw was the titles, but I'd already seen them. People were tweeting about them all day. Um, so mm-hmm. just, like, have some patience and just wait for things to happen, yeah, rather than, like, you know, trying to get a hold of the scoop, because it'll never be as interesting. Thank you for listening to our rant. Again, You're welcome. when there's more 60th stuff coming in, more shooty stuff, big sh- shooty things, all the big Doctor Who things we will talk about on Satellite 5. Um, yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, so... Satellite 5 is finito, Benito. And <laughs> it's time to go back to New York, baby. Ah, oh, missed it. It's here. No, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. New York, New York. So, 
Today we are talking about episode 5 of series 3 that was broadcast on the 28th of April 2007, directed again by James Strong, written again by Helen Rayner, and it's called Evolution of the Daleks. God, what a shitty title. Fuck this episode. Shit, fuck, I'm signing off. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this title. I mean nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, um, Evolution of the Daleks. That's what it's called. Daleks. Dalek. Master, you Dalek masters. (laughs) I actually love that, though. Elliot, wow. So, before we get into a massive chat about the design of that fucking thing... I need to know something from you. I need to now. <laughs> this is very important because I know what Google thinks this episode's about. I know what IMDb thinks it's about. I know what, especially what Twitter thinks it's about, but Twitter knows nothing. Um, I know, <laughs> I know what it's about, fuck's sake. But do this you know is, what it's about? You always get so stressed doing this. I do. I really do. <laughs> I'm like, what websites? What are things that exist? <laughs> Um, I mean, this episode is about how it, if you're surrounded by like fascists with guns, don't 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 use words; they'll kill you. <laughs> don't use words. Fascists don't deserve reasoning with. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. What What do you think it's about? Mine is quite simple, to be honest. Uh, never collab with the enemy. Fair. Yeah. Never collab with fascists. Just don't do it. No, just don't do it. So we said last week that we were going to discuss the design of Dalek Sec this week. And mm-hmm. I think it would be best to start off with that immediately because we start off with his reveal anyway. Yeah. Um, We came to the conclusion, didn't we, that we actually think he's actually quite well designed. He's actually quite a cool concept. Yeah. I have notes about it. We'll get into it now. So, okay. Elliot, you, let's, let's, let me ask you. So... Overall thoughts, feelings, good, bad, the ugly, the phallic. To take um, it away. I yeah, I think if it was if it wasn't for the just very occasional sort of slightly uncomfortable shots of sort of glistening, you know, like no, penile dead, kind glistening. of like they no. do they glisten. They're all like you know because they're all like gooped up, you know. Like if it wasn't for very occasional uncomfortable shots of those, um, I would literally have not like I don't I don't even have a problem with it, but I would have no problem with it at all because even then the puppetry on those is really good. No, it is. It is. And the design of the mask, the prosthetic, everything, the eye—it's really cool. It's a really impressive piece of makeup and prosthetic effects that like it wouldn't look out of place in a like feature movie that's using practical effects mm-hmm. and it just looks really cool. I think, yeah, it fall, yeah. falls down having slightly unfortunate tendrils. They could just be, I don't know, just yeah. change slightly in their look and design and they wouldn't be as, quite as phallic. Um, and also I think maybe the hands, the hands are a bit rubbery. Um, but yeah, I like that he's still wearing his, I don't know, like he's still wearing his spats and his suit. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> I actually think so. I completely agree with you. I'm, 100 percent agree with everything you just said like for me the bits that are i wouldn't say the negative first and then go on to the positive because there's more positives than negatives for me as well um i would say the negatives are the tentacles i'm calling them tentacles because that's what they are um i would have preferred if they were longer i think they would have looked less phallic if they were longer like more of like a davy jones vibe like Mm. yeah you know um just longer kind of tentacles that came down it would just be really interesting um to see that um, and I also think the hands look really bad. They just look really bad. But then again, yeah, they... it's like, what would you use? What would you do? I don't. But they know. do look like gloves? just gloves. They do, but they do just look like gloves, and they yeah, that is like yeah, slipped on. They're not quite sort of. They're not. They the thing is, they don't look bad, but they don't match the level of prosthetics as the no. head. So. I think what they should have done is have Mr. Diagoras come in with the meeting with the Daleks, having like, he, you know, he's got his coat on and like he can have like his leather gloves on, but he never takes the gloves off. And then that could have been part of the design as well. I think he would have looked good with just like black leather gloves on that he had already previously had on and that were a little bit worn, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like it for the negatives, personally. I think the parts of the, of the design that are really impressive and hold up is the eyeball. The eyeball is fucking menacing and so good. Like, 
And then with that, because the skin texture as well is like, especially, so it's mainly the top half of his head that's just like really, oh, oh, it's doing something. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Uh, you know, the makeup department should really give themselves a pat on the back. As much as this design is, you know, shat on. And I get it. You know, again, everyone has their own opinion. But like, I do still think we should, you know, give credit where credit is due because the way the mouth and like, the eye and the skin texture around it, it all just blends together so seamlessly and it looks so impressive to me. Yeah, and it does look like uh it does look like a Dalek mutant transposed mm-hmm. onto does. a person. I do think it's very the idea as well is very interesting in kind of their I know that it's their kind of longing for survival, but also in their kind of weird roundabout way of purity, it's kind of returning to a bit more of like a Khaled form. Because yes, Khaled's yeah. were just people. And you kind of get that, you know, it's quite interesting, I think. Um, Agreed, yeah. But yeah, I like Agreed. that. I don't, you know, I think the design, I understand why people laugh at the, the tendrils. Um, yeah. But like, I think it's a shame because actually the puppetry and prosthetic work is really fucking good. Like probably a high point it's for, really, the, really for good. the show at this point. It's like one of the best designs they've done and pulled off. Um, Agreed. And... I was going to say, I think Eric, is it, how do you say his name? Is it Eric Loren, the actor who plays Dalek Sec? Because I've wrote, wrote it down from IMDb, but I don't know how you pronounce it. That's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, I'd say probably Loren. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon that's yeah. good enough. Um, I think we need to really congratulate him here because I think his performance is great and the way he changes from human Dalek, from, from, from a human to a Dalek. And he kind of combines the two perfectly. I don't know what he does. He just he takes the Dalek, he takes the human a- as aspect, and just merges them together really, yeah, really well. He's got like, and he just still has like the speech pattern of a Dalek with kind of broken yeah. up words and really, but with that sort of really weird, quiet whisper of like, yeah, kind of learning to speak again. It's very interesting. Yeah, I think. I don't know, man. I just don't think he gets the the praise he deserves, to be honest with you. I think everyone's just too busy laughing at this thing and I don't think that's fair, personally. Um, no, I think this is I think this is a two parter full of really good and really effective prosthetic work that is not praised enough. Like the pig slaves look amazing. No, agreed, agreed. They the the, the pig slaves are, we said last week we love the pig slaves. But um one thing we didn't need though, I'll tell you what we never needed, ever, is that because you know how, I think it was character options. They used to do those character heads that you could buy. And then when you spoke, your voice changed. They did a Dalek sec human hybrid one. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. Nope. I had nope. it though. Nope. You had it? Mm-hmm. What did the voice sound like when you spoke through it? I can't, I can't, I can't remember. I had that and I had a Cyberman one. I don't think I ever had any of the normal Dalek ones. They were um, a bit weird, not gonna lie. The Dalek, the, the the Dalek one doesn't make sense. The Cyberman one does. I, the Dalek ones are really cool. Like. I want them now because it's just the dome of a Dalek, like it's just a really cool. I'd have it as a display piece. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, I don't want it, but you know, like it's a really cool like display thing. But yeah, I I did. Yeah. I might have had the Cyber Controller, or I might have had a normal ooh, Cyberman. Ooh, I'm not yeah. sure. I can't remember. But I I definitely had a couple of them, and I know one of them was a Dalek set one. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But um, yes. Yeah, so something that I think has really stayed quite popular and quite a talking point for this episode is the Daleks be shady in this episode. They really be gossiping. Like it absolutely took me out when the, one of them was like, "What do you think about the Dalek sec?" And then what, uh, he turns his head 
Make sure. See if anyone's listening. Yeah. It's like yeah, what is it like? So it's like funny. it's like permission to ask you a question or you know ask your opinion. Yeah, yeah very good. It is that 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 do be how it is sometimes. Um, it's so funny. Dogs are very good in this. Like my favorite moment. That's not going to be my standout moment, but my favorite moment. Is I love when when they all first escape from the lab right at the start and they're running through the tunnels. You get that like low angle shot of like the camera being mounted <gasps> like on like the Dalek yeah. bodies, which is so cool. That's such a good way of shooting those, and like they need to do it more. And with the with the score in the background as well, it yeah. just really oh I loved it. Oh man, man. Like like what I like I love shots of like cameras mounted to people anyway or things. Like it's a really cool way of like mm-hmm. capturing action and movement, and yeah, it works really well. I for like Dalek. it. But yeah, no, the action in this episode is extremely good. I mean, the attack on Hooverville mm. is very good. Yeah, I uh, that whole scene, the when it starts from like the the kid on lookout, and you get like the pig slaves in the sort of fog in the trees. Yeah, weird. Yeah, like oh. they could just they could just been a villain because they're so weird. It's so creepy. It's so well done. The visual of that is so so eerie and like. I don't know, the whole thing about the Hooverville attack is just there's so much going on because you get... I remember watching Doctor Who Confidential and they did like a whole piece on this because obviously there's a million explosions of people flying everywhere. Um, and you get like... The, do you know what really gets me? Is obviously they all get gathered round and then Martha looks in the air and she's like, oh my God. And then the Daleks start flying. Oh, it's, it sends chills up my spine. It actually does. Like Freema, the way Freema was looking up, I was like, oh my God, she's seen something horrific. And it's... Two Daleks coming thick and fast. And it, it kind of proves what is, I think is in the last episode where like the Doctor sort of, or it might be this episode, I can't remember now, but like when the Doctor sort of sees them all huddled underground, and he's like, yeah, there was a time where four Daleks could have conquered an entire planet, or like one Dalek could have destroyed an entire city. And you get a glimpse of that. Like they could if they wanted to. If they weren't under the leadership of Daleks, they just level Manhattan like, on, with Absolutely. just two of them. Yeah, because they wipe out yep. Riverville in seconds. I know it's not a big city, but you know what I mean? Like they, they make short yeah. work of it. It doesn't take them very long. It's insane. And then you get, you know, lovely Solomon trying to level with them, which you just don't do that with Daleks. They're just, they're, do you know what? I can imagine if Daleks had like human-ish faces with expressions, like they'd literally be rolling their eyes as he's speaking. <laughs> like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? That's why um, I do, I do love, like, cause I love my Daleks just cold and, compassionless and yeah the fact that they make him do his whole speech and they you know from the from yeah. the start that they are just going to kill him but like, i yeah. love it especially when they sort of move a little as well you know like sort of when he finishes it they look yeah. like they're gonna have a moment of kind of like moving their head from side to side to be like should we and then they just fucking destroy him it's cool the, the cgi of the daleks blended with the actual practical shots of them it looks like they're in the air do you know what i mean yeah, I yeah. Think it looks really good yeah, no, I, think I really so. like it. Um, but yeah, and then obviously they're just shooting Solomon, they're shooting up the gaff, do you know what I mean? And then <laughs> 10 is like, and then 10, again, angry 10, Time Lord Victorious 10, uh, just being like, all right, so it's my turn. Kill me, just do it. And I was like, yes. Yeah, go on. Yes, 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 yes. Shoot him. Go on, girl. Go on, girl. But also don't shoot him, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Silex X like, no. Do not shoot the doctor. Do not shoot the doctor, whoever it is. <laughs> and he's and you know, he follows them back to the lab and he gives Martha the psychic paper. And the way he says, Thank you very much, lives rent free in my head. Mm. It's very it's very sweet. I like that she she stays behind to be a nurse, tends to the wounded. Yeah, it's great. You know, that's what Martha's for, baby. One thing I wanna say, I'm jumping a little bit forward here. Actually quite a lot to the end. <laughs> Something that I would have really appreciated, actually, is if the Doctor and Martha worked together to save Laszlo at the end. Mm. Yeah, it's a little... Martha doesn't really do much. Well, no, she does. It's just... Like, she has she has a little... No, she has a little moment where she kills the pig slaves. Or doesn't kill them, inca- incapacitates them. I don't know. But, like, she's not very, you know... She's not necessarily important to the resolution of the story yeah i just think you know it could have been like the doctor's like oh i don't know and then martha's like why don't you try this and the doctor's like oh yeah why don't we try this and then like they they con- they do like a quick montage of them concocting some stuff and then the doctor like maybe does the examining and all of that but martha helps you know i don't know i just think that would have been a nice opportunity for two doctors to come together like 
Tallulah said, like two doctors, what a partnership. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 She she does need to do more actual doctoring in, in, in the series. Speaking of uh, Tallulah, actually, something that I really loved was the fact that I just, I feel like I am Tallulah. Like, and what I mean by that is her complete confusion <laughs> at everything is very, very, very vibes. It's, it's the fact she's just always like, what are you doing? What's that? I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, that's me on a daily basis. And it's great. I do love her. She's great. She's so good in this part as well, isn't she? Like she just she just holds the bloody thing together. It's oh, and the way she cares about Laszlo is very sweet, and you know, and her and Martha, and when they say Dalekanium together, it's very cute. Dalekanium. Dalekanium. Love it. <laughs> I think as much as I like Falula, um, <laughs> something I love. More because of how in character it is. Isn't it just the rest of the Daleks betray Dalek sec? It's the best plot twist of they all don't. time. It's so good. They don't give a fuck. It's so it's so Dalek, you know. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's good. It feels good though to watch them just be like, actually, fuck you. It was like you know the doctors working on that gene feed to get into the 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 dead bodies, which mm. very 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 dodgy ground we're working on here. But we move. But yeah, like when the plot just happens as well, like the lights turn red, which is very funny. Um, it's like intruder alert, intruder alert. So dramatic. It's great. I-, I love it. I don't know. I just think the gossiping, the backstabbing, it's very you know what of them. Because they are yeah, the mm-hmm. you know what of Scarborough. They live up they live up to their name. Yeah. <laughs> um I do think it's really interesting though how they turn on Tal- Dalek sex so quickly, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's been I feel like it's been building sort of slyly. Like I, you kind of get the sense that they don't really, even from like the end of last episode, they don't really like the plan no. of doing a human hybrid thing. They don't think it's the future of Dalekness. And of course, like it's one of those interesting things where you sort of usually sometimes you just see Daleks blindly following orders. But the fact the whole, even though the whole cult is under the leadership of Sek, the fact that the whole cult is designed to think and uh, think like the enemy and think of new ways of survival, but like they are still, they're still Dalek, you know. So they so even though Sek is their leader, they are also not going to exactly, do exactly because they are uh, compromises. You know, their they are purity, what they are, um... as it were. I really like the idea of the because the gamma strike obviously is what is going to cause the army to rise, and they use the the Dalekanium on the Empire State yes. to do that. Yeah, I think this is per- personal opinion. Feel free to disagree, everybody. It's not quite. It's not the finale, but like that sort of scene of. Of the Doctor having to rip the Dalekanium off the thing and you know, sort of waiting for the Gamma Strike, just reminds me a little too much of the Idiot's Lantern. Like it feels, it, it feels like very well trodden ground. I kind of check out at that point. Like it keeps me interested because I, I like what Martha and that are doing on the on the the floor below. Um, and you know, it's fun for some drama, like him dropping the Sonic. But it's just a little. It just reminds me a bit too much of of that scene, kind of windy, climb up a big thing. Hold on. I actually didn't make that comparison, and now you've said it, I can't unsee it. So, no, you make a good point. I will say that the Sorry. only thing about it... No, that's fine. No, it's fine. I think the bit, though, that I really like is when the Doctor does drop the Sonic, because it makes your heart drop, and you go, well, how the fuck is he going to do it then? Oh, God. Yeah, and I like that he just decides to, because he has saved the day, just decides to brute force it. Yeah, and he just goes... The, he he gets in the way of He's the gamma strike. He's going to rip at it. Yeah, well, yeah, at first he tries, just tries ripping at it with his hands, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, well, I'll just absorb all of the gamma. Yeah. And he just gets electrocuted, again, and it's like, ooh. Really good at absorbing radiation now. Well, this is it. So I made a note about this. I said, I thought a massive electrocution would be enough to cause a regeneration. I thought like that would be enough to cause a regeneration. Like, an electrocution on that scale, you would think it would cause a regeneration. Mm. Yeah, regeneration's got very odd, like, rules about what does and doesn't cause them. First, first doctor, old age. Second doctor, forced to. Third doctor, radiation. Weirdly, fourth doctor falls from a great height. <laughs> um, uh, fifth doctor, 
just kind of gets blown to pieces um, uh, and dies saving Perry, which is very sweet. Sixth Doctor bangs his head on a TARDIS console. Um, seventh Doctor shot to death by gang members in Los Angeles. The best one. The best one. Eighth Doctor crashing a spaceship and then drinking from a cup. Um, I think. He's a force <laughs> uh, regeneration. Yeah, He's like, he wants to take on a new personality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ninth, ninth Doctor, yeah. Absorbing the time vortex. Eleven. Unless some things happen. It's, it's, it's old age, mostly. Old age, yeah. Yeah. Twelve. Um, also, some things happen. Oh, no, oh yeah, he's no shot, isn't he, by like a hundred yeah. Cybermen. Yeah. But then still has enough time to do a separate adventure. Yeah, we'll get there. Hit by a big laser. We'll get there. So um, they're very, they're very all over the place. You know, my favorite, of course, is tripping and hitting your head on the TARDIS console. I mean, that's just <laughs> so camp. Or, or being shot to death by gang members in Los Angeles. Actually, that's quite baller. It, it's very, very good. I love that one. But obviously, my all-time favorite. We all know this. Say it with me: the Ninth Doctor's regeneration. Ah, uh, yeah, you know that's my favorite. Yeah, it is lovely. Saving yeah. the woman you love. I mean, Jesus, don't make me cry. Don't do it. But yeah, so, sorry, anyway, my point being, they're all very quite inconsistent about what can and what can't kill you based on plot needs. And you know what? We love inconsistency, much like on this podcast. Um... <laughs> <laughs> inconsistent quality, but consistent chaos. But yeah, so that that's that. And then we get the Infinity Pool moment that you like to refer to in the theatre. In the theatre! In the theatre, with, yeah, Daleks being led around on a dog lead by two Daleks in a sort of... Infinity Pool fetish David Brandon Cronenberg esque nightmare. I like it a lot. <laughs> like it, it would not it would not look out of place at a Cronenberg body or a weirdness no. of like odd human alien hybrid being led around on a fucking chain on his all fours by his masters. I would say one thing though, I really like it, and I'll tell you why I like it as well. That the visual reasons, one, I think it's really really dark visual but two um i feel really sorry for dalek sec in a lot of this episode i think it looks like a he looks like a sad little abused dog and it's really sad yeah it kind of reminds me of at the end of the series maybe when 10 is kept in that like tent with like straw and water like a little dog don't because i think about him every day i love him so much <laughs> that, that that's my like, that's kind of what it reminds me of that's yeah. my best friend. Don't, because I can't. It, the first time I ever saw... It's my, bo- my boy. My sweet cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn boy. No, the first time <laughs> I saw Baby Tenth Doctor, I actually cried. I'm not even joking. Like, it was just like, that is so cute. Um, also, my um, thing around old men and seeing old men and crying immediately, because I have issues. Um, <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, no, I love that visual. I love the scene in the theatre. I love when Ten kind of stands on the chairs. He walks across chairs. It's so good and it's so camp and it's so performative and dramatic um, and stupid and I love it. Two two things I love as well is um so I like <laughs> the design of like the Dalek Tommy guns. It's yes! just so like that's so so camp, so good. Like it's the thirties, we'll just give them Dalek Tommy guns. Love it. Um, I really like it. They remind me a lot of Robo Men. From Dalek Invasion of Earth, mm-hmm. um, especially like the TV serial where you know they kind of—I mean, they're most—they're kind of like prototypical Cybermen, but they're just people with like massive metal kind of helmets on, and they're like under sort of radio control by the Daleks, and they literally walk like zombies. They just remind me of Robo Men, but like obviously without the sort of metal thing on their heads, but that kind of zombie, just kind of uniform marching, doing what the Daleks ask. It's very Robo Men esque. I'm looking at photos right now, and I completely agree. Yeah. There's, yeah, like the Robo Men from the t- the Robo Men from the Dalek movie are a bit like whack. They're just kind of <laughs> soldiers dressed in like black leather. But like the ones from the TV series, that's kind of what they remind me of. So yes, we have all of that, all of that shit going on, and then you get the heavily contoured Dalek human hybrids, absolutely blowing up the gaff as per usual again. Honestly, like uh, most of the makeup in this ep- the part two parter is amazing, but the dead me- people makeup is so bad. Like the contour is really just snatched, and it's just a bit much. Um, so they get the the Dalek the Daleks exterminate Daleks set, correct? Yeah, it's and so good. The um, Dal- Dalek Khan's taken over as like battle controller or whatever he's I called. I think it is Khan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because because he he's the one who escapes at the end, isn't he? Because Khan's then the one that obviously then goes on. Oh, to crazy the, Khan! He's the last yeah. surviving member of yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so yeah, so it's Thay and Jas that <laughs> get like blown up by Robo Men with their Tommy guns. Yeah. Um But yeah, of course yeah, it's Khan because it's Khan who flies over through the through the time vortex. He is returning screaming to rescue Davros. I love Dalek Khan so One will still die. Uh we needed that figure. We really did. Um I find it really sad when the human Daleks die, actually. Like, when that loud kind of sound comes on. I don't know what to call that. Um, and they just fall to the ground. It's so sad. It's like they're dead corpses walking, essentially, but then they die again. And it's like, oh, just leave these poor people alone. Like, they, they just let them rest, man. Fucking hell. Um, and, you know, just genocide just casually happening again. Yeah. Just another Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? Um and then you get that really cool scene of Ten in the lab with Dalek Khan and is like trying to reason with him. And then what does he do? Okay, bye. Yeah. Emergency temporal shifts his way out of there. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. I wrote, okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Again, bastard. He's like, oh, not again. It's anno- it is annoying. It's like, you're such a pussy. I know. I love that little run that he sort of does when he realizes yeah. he's temporal shifting. And then he kind of does like it. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Almost got him. Come on, <laughs> man. Why? Which I like. There's no plan for that. What would you have done? Just like jumped on him? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, like the start of Utopia. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, forget Captain Jack and the TARDIS. It's 10th Doctor on Dalek Khan riding through space. Give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have visuals for this podcast, unfortunately, but Elliot was just doing some madness and it was wonderful. Um,. There's going to be lots of madness when 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 ten ages up. You're going to watch me just doing the like. It does look like he's dancing. It's oh man, this stupid little show. I love it. But yeah, then you get Laszlo. He's low key dying, and they're like, "Oh shit, nah, what?" And then he saves him, and it's like, "Okay, cool." And then they're in Central Park again. And Laszlo has a place at Hooverville, which is so lovely. Um, pig and the showgirl. The pig and the showgirl. Just goes to show there's someone for everyone. But yeah, I know. I think it's very lovely. They don't sort of like have to, you know, they don't just cure him outright and to sort of keep that message on theme about you know, Hooverville being a, an accepting place for sort of anybody to go. He has a place in, in Hooverville. Do you know what my headcanon is? My headcanon is this. I think Tallulah is going to get really successful, like super successful, like rich. Yeah. And they're going to have a lovely, lovely house in New York. and Or even actually, no, forget it. Not in New York. They live in the country. They live in the fucking country. And then Lazo can graze on some grass, you know. Yeah, yeah some piglets. Oh my god, some human piglets! No, <laughs> like 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 the like the kittens from Good Luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're gonna have a really lovely life together, and it's gonna be very very cute. And we're gonna get old man pig Laszlo, and it's gonna be adorable. And um, they're gonna they're probably gonna adopt. To be honest, let's be real, they're gonna adopt. <laughs> it's gonna be really cute, and I'm here for it. We love them, Tallulah and Laszlo. And I think I love as well that you, you kind of when you first meet her, you kind of. I like that Tallulah gets set up as being quite a sort of artificial character. Like she could be really skin deep, but she's really you know, and and just portrayed as like an idiot. But she is really intelligent. She's so intelligent. She knows where she is and why she's there. She knows what she has to do to stay alive. But she also isn't just about sort of you know looks or money or anything. You know, she is just she loves Laszlo. Yeah, and it's so well done because even from that first scene where she's like you know. Oh, but you're the smartest guy I ever dated. She yeah. loves him. It's so good. It's so cute. Oh. I love I love Tallulah so much. I want her back. Obviously, that's never going to happen. It wouldn't work, but I want her back. I don't care. Um, so I like having female writers on the show good, right? Because she could just very easily have just been the kind of screaming, yeah. airheaded flapper girl who yeah. is a bit sort of vain. Yeah. But she has a lot of depth to her. She's just a wonderful, wonderful character and a really great side. Just so many great side characters, and yeah, overall, I think this episode it just it has a vibe and it goes with that vibe, and it has some amazing action set pieces, amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, wonderful. Yeah, good stuff. So. 
so now we're at the wrap up where we talk about our standout moment from the episode what didn't work our most doctory moment and our favorite quotes so again elliot as always going over to you first what was your standout moment from this episode ay 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 it's the uh, it's the attack the attack on Hooverville and specifically the murder of Solomon. Snap, same. I have the same one. Snap, snap, snap. snap. Yep, yep, yep. It's just such a good scene, always. It's always. It's just iconic, isn't it? Um. Mm. So, what didn't work for you in this episode? I, I have a lot more fun in this one. Just kind of breezes through. So, there's nothing that I like hate hate, but I think probably that repetition of the finale just being maybe a bit too close to the idiot's lantern for me. Is just not that interesting, I don't think. You? We're about to have a little conversation about this, and I think it's <laughs> going to be interesting. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate so much, so, so much, when Ten is reunited with Martha again, and they have a little hug, and then the elevator door closes by accident or whatever, and he goes, see, never waste time on a hug. Why are you such a dickhead? Wow. Wow. I hated that. It's like, okay, just why being a dick for no reason? Why? Why are you doing that? So he does always waste time on hugs. Exactly. And so, but why is it with Martha he has to say it? Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, like it's, it's not even like, it's not even like I could go, oh, well, you know, he has a philosophy about not hugging people. He's hugging people all the time. Yeah. He hugs people all the time. And with Martha, he has to point out why it was not a good idea and it's like why don't you leave her alone how about how about this she's better than you could ever be you dick (laughs) you know like i just thought it was a really unnecessary comment and it was a really mean mean comment and it really pissed me off and it pisses me off to this day (laughs) and i don't like it and i and you know what i've had enough i've had enough that was my big thing that didn't work for this episode unfortunately what was your most doctory moment then See, I had it as something else, but actually, I can't. So I think it's probably, it's probably after everything, still trying to reason with Dalek Khan at the end. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, like I have, I have another, I have another one that it could be, but I, I think it's probably that. Uh, uh, but what's what's yours? Mine is really basic. Mine is the Doctor using the Sonic to emit sound waves to deafen people because he always does that, mm. and it's very yeah. funny. And I like it. It's with the radio at the start. You've got a man with a sonic screwdriver. Don't let him near the sound system. Good stuff. It's yeah. good stuff. But I also think I think him absorbing the lightning, the gamma strike, is also quite, you know... There's lots of good doctrine moments here. There is, yeah. So, favourite quotes then. I have a feeling we may snap again on this one. I have two. I, no, I've not gone for... I've not, I've, I've not gone for the obvious one. Okay. Okay, you say yours first now. Because, because we all know what the obvious one is. Mm-hmm. So, I know... Because I know. I can see it. I can see it in your eyes. Um, <laughs> I've I got I got two just two that I sort of like tickled me a little. Um, when Martha's talking to uh, Tallulah and she's kind of trying to explain why like her and the Doctor don't work, and she goes, "No, he's just I don't know. He he's sort of different." And then Tallulah goes, "He's a man, sweetheart. That's different enough." <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I didn't write that down. No, that's what. Yeah, that's good. Because yeah, like yeah, yes. <laughs> agreed. Um, and I like this one. I think just for its its campiness, I believe it. I believe it's when Dalek Khan takes over as the sort of like battle controller, and he just says, "I am now ready for full scale war." I don't. Oh, <laughs> very good uh, ones. Very, very camp, very sassy. They're so sassy in this episode, aren't they? The Daleks. Yeah. It's great. And the sassiest, of course, is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My quote: "You told us to imagine, and we imagined your irrelevance." <laughs> iconic <laughs> it's so good um it is so good but then like my other favorite quote which is my favorite favorite one is mm. you are the last of your kind and i am the first of mine oh mm, that's nice all that's right good. dalek sec i see you with that grammar english <laughs> dictionary i see you and so helped by that weird brooklyn accent yeah you are the last of your kind and i am the first of mine the first of mine <laughs> it's so good <laughs> but yeah no overall <laughs> fun times so if you don't know when we review two parts we give out our ratings for both episodes at the end of the second part so elliot mm-hmm. what would you give daleks in manhattan a three out of five same mine is a three out of five same 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 solid episode of Doki who has some issues yeah. but it's 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 a fucking good time love it 
Gamla, what would you give Evolution of the Daleks out of five? 3.5 out of five. Three and a half. That's what I'd give it. Mm. Mm. What about you? A three out of five. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's just solid. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a solid yeah. episode of Doki Who. It's a solid two part that I never skip. I really enjoy it every time I watch it. I'm having fun. Does nothing amazing, but, you know, good stuff. Good stuff. Now, with that being done, Elliot, wrap it up, baby. No, what what would you give the two-parter overall? Oh, yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> what would I give the two-parter overall? Overall, I'm giving it a three. That's what I'm giving it. Same. Yeah, it was so easy. Yeah. I was just like, three, three, overall, three. Yeah, yeah. Done. Good. Yeah, yeah, I'd say a three overall. Yeah. Same. Yeah, we're having fun. Not great, but a lot of fun. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, that brings the proverbial curtains down another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pond podcast. I hope you had fun. We sure did. Real good, gay, goofy time. If you like what you heard and you want to support us, you can do that over on Patreon. We have one tier. It's £3. It is the companion tier. For that, you get a shout-out on the show, just like Lewis, like River, like Bulldozer7113, like Jason, like Becca Judson-Smith, like Abby Pops, like David Cummings, like Jack Wilson, like Jack Parker, and like Ben somersault thank you all you are lovely we love you all to death so yes if you so if you like what you heard you want to support us on patreon that would be amazing uh, of course you know give you know only if you can but also so some people have been asking us about po boxes things to send stuff to you know if you ever want to send us anything you think that'd be you know a, a great thing to do joining the patreon really is the way to sort of guarantee that at some point we'll be able to actually get like a po box set up updates changes coming but for now three pounds companion tier Get on over there if you like what you heard. Give us a support. If not, don't fret. You don't have to give any money. If you like what you heard and you want to be read out on the show, you want to be as cool as Anne, as Magda, as Georgie, you can. Send us an email. We'll now check our junk so it doesn't get lost in there. We will read it out at some point on the show. Anything you've got to say. You could send us 14 paragraphs. You know, We'll just choose the best bits to read out. Honestly, no email is too long. No email is too short. You will get read out on the show. It is not a problem. We always have time to do email corner. It's not a problem. That is comealongpondpod at gmail.com. Link is in the notes as per usual. However, don't want to send us an email. Not a problem. You can engage with us over on TikTok. We are on TikTok, Come Along Pod Podcast. Over there we post silly little clips, hot girl chats, us goofing, having fun. Big community over there. We get loads of views on the videos. I'm sure you probably found us through TikTok. But if you haven't followed us over there, what are you doing? Go do it now. It's a great time. You have so much fun. Come Along Pond Podcast. However, TikTok not your thing. That's absolutely fine. We are on Twitter. As I'm sure you heard us complain about, we don't really like Twitter, we don't really engage with it, but we do tweet every week when a new episode comes out, and if you tank us in something, we will probably engage and respond to it. So, you know, don't think that you're not going to get any engagement with us over there. That is Come Along Pond DW. Someone stole our name. However, the ultimate format is Instagram. Instagram, Come Along Pond Podcast. Stories, posts, updates, fun, goofy things, pictures of kittens named after us. Reels, which are like TikToks but not as good. Everything is over there. It's your one-stop shop to engage with us and this podcast. Send us a DM. Do what you want. Come along, Pond Podcast on Instagram, the cultural home of the gayest show in the galaxy. Hell yeah! <laughs> we love it. We bloody love it. Yeah, that's and, everything I've got to say. And with that wonderful outro. As always, Elliot, <laughs> thank you for joining me this week. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, don't fucking come over there. Thank you, bitch. <laughs> and we give you air from our what? Lungs. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Well, let's talk about New York. When are they going to make Old York? Jesus Christ. <laughs>
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.